Welcome to our class on Chassidus. This week we're going to be learning a very beautiful and powerful Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called L'Havin Inyin Tchiyas HaMesim to understand the idea of the resurrection of the dead. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Pashas Achrei Mavorchem Chodesh Iyar in the year Tavshin Memvav 35 years ago and the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic Discourse um, three years later. So it would be 32 years ago. The reason for this Chassidic Discourse this week is, as we mentioned last week already, since between Pesach and Shavuot we have a custom to learn every single week, Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers, which is printed in the prayer book. But as the opening to every single week before we learn Pirkei Avot, we learn the Mishnah from Tractates and Hedrin, where it speaks, where it says, "Call Yisrael Yeshlehem Chelak Loylam Haba." Every single person has a place in the world to come, and Oylam Haba is referring to what the idea of Tchias Hamesim. So that's the reason why we're learning this Chassidic discourse. The opening is similar to the Chassidic discourse that we learned last week, but obviously it's a total different Chassidic discourse, um, very much deeper, and it goes through uh, different levels, etc. It's a really a beautiful and powerful and meaningful um, Chassidic discourse. So again, the Chassidic discourse. Opens up Lahavin Inyan Trias Amason to understand the idea of the resurrection of the dead. And Rebbe begins and he says, We know it says in the Mishnah, again, the Mishnah, which is uh, from Tractate Sanhedrin, which we say in Pirkei Avot, and it says, Kol Yisrael, Yeshlem, Chelek, Leilam, Haba, all Jewish people have a place, what, in the world to come. And the Rebbe says, we know, it's known the uh, in, the uh, understanding and the uh, insight to when it says world to come. What are we referring to world to come? Because world to come could mean many different things. In this Mishnah, when it says every single Jewish person has a place in the world to come, it's referring to which world? The world of the resurrection of the dead. And how do we know this? So the Rebbe says, very simple, because you give a look in the Mishnah, it says, who does not have a place in the world to come? Someone that says that they don't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim, they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. So since this person denied and does not believe in the resurrection of, of the dead, as the Talmud says, so therefore he's not going to have, a, he's not going to be part of the resurrection of the dead. In other words, we know the famous, uh, in the Talmud it says that you punish Midah connected Midah. The way you behave, that's the way, that's the behavior that you bring upon yourself. So because you brought you upon yourself that you don't believe in the resurrection, so you're not going to have resurrection. But the key point here is that since it says, who everyone has a place in the world to come. And then it says, who does not have a place in the world to come? Those that don't believe in the resurrection. So obviously when we're referring to the world to come, what world are we talking about? We're talking about the world of the resurrection of the dead. And that's why the Mishnah says, call Yisrael, every single Jewish person has a place in the world to come, which means everyone will experience the resurrection, God willing, of the dead. Now what does that mean? The Rebbe explains like this. Because we know that Oilam Haba, we said, is referring to, in this case, the resurrection of the dead. Now the fact is, there's something also, Oilam Haba. What's the other world to come? It's after you leave this world, you have Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. Some people, unfortunately, go through, through Gehenna and Purgatory first, but we have the Garden of Eden. Now, Gan Eden is sometimes also called as Oilam Haba, the world to come. Because even though it's now, but when does a person get it, get it now? after your work in this world. So it's 
technically time-wise it could be right now, but it's after the work in this world. That's why it's called Ganadin is sometimes called Ulam Haba, the world to come. Now when it comes to Ganadin, we know it says um, King David says in Psalms, Mi Hashem, who is going to be able to go up into the mountain of God means who's going to be able to experience Ganadin. So it says clearly, Nikikapayim, someone that has clean hands, not necessarily physically, you're talking about spiritual clean hands, honesty, etc., what the hands represents. Obar Levav in a pure heart. In other words, there's conditions, there's requirements to be able to go into Garden of Eden. However, what are we saying now in reference to the resurrection of the dead? which that is the main uh, description of the world to come, what do we say? All Jewish people are going to have a place in the world to come. So based on this, Rebbe asks a very simple question. What's the question? We know that the revelation that's going to take place in the world, Olam Haba, the real Olam Haba, when the resurrection of the dead is going to be, Olam Atchiyah, is much greater than the world of Gan Eden. Or the revelation of Gan Eden, of the Garden of Eden. How do we know this? Because the fact is, when is Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, when is it taking place? Right now, as we're sitting here in this world, there are souls that lived in this world. Where are they sitting? They're sitting in the Garden of Eden. However, when is the when is the world of when is the world of resurrection going to take place? Trias Amesim going to be? That's not going to be too much later. So if Gan Eden is now. And Oilam Atchia is going to be much later. After we finish the process of this world, obviously Oilam Atchia is much stronger, much more powerful. Not only that, even more so, when is, when is the resurrection going to be, that going to be? And there brings out something, another important point. So you have today, let's, to, 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 to paint the picture. We have this world, where we're living in right now. At the same time of this world that we're living in, you have Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, obviously on a much higher spiritual level. Then you're going to have, after this world and the Garden of Eden, you have Yemois HaMashiach, the days of Mashiach. And then you have Oilam Atchiyah. So you see that Oilam Atchiyah, Atchiyah Samesim, Resurrection, that comes after the days of Mashiach. So obviously, if it comes afterwards, that means it goes in order. We have this world. Then we have the Garden of Eden, which is obviously spiritually higher. Then you have the period of Yemois HaMashiach, which is going to be higher than both of those. And then you have Oilam Atchiyah, which is basically off the charts. And Rebbe gives an example. Like, for example, every single Shabbat morning, in the prayers right after Baruch Hu, so there's a prayer, the first, the first the big chapter that we, that we pray right after Baruch Hu, so the last uh, phrase in that chapter sounds like this. Ein aroich lecha Hashem elokeinu, there's no one like you, Hashem, in this world. It lists this word first. And then it lists the world, the world to come. Now, over there, when it's referring to the world to come, it's referring to what? Garden of Eden. So it's like you have to pay attention when you say Oilam Haba, what are we referring to? So in that prayer, Oilam Haba is referring to Ganadin. And then it says, So the third, it refers to the days of Mashiach. And wow, there's no one compared to you. lists the resurrection of the dead, the fourth one. And obviously, so list four, these four components, these four worlds, these four stages going from lower to higher. So again, to recap, so you see specifically in the prayer it says that what's the first? This world. What's the next level? Garden of Eden. What's the level above that? Yemois Mashiach. 
And what's off the charts, that's going to be what? In other words, so the revelation of Olam Haba, and over here again, when it speaks about Olam Haba in this prayer, it's referring to Garden of Eden. So Olam Haba is higher than the revelation of this world. Afterwards, the days of Mashiach, and afterwards, the resurrection of the dead, which is going to be higher than everything. Now, so you see clearly what's the highest level. The highest level is Tchiyas the resurrection of the dead. Now, in order to achieve and to enter into Garden of Eden, as we mentioned, there's a lot of conditions. You have to have clean hands. And again, we mean honest hands. We have to have a pure heart. However, when it comes to the revelation of the resurrection of the dead, which is even higher than Gan Eden, and even higher than Yemaisa Mashiach, that is everyone gets. What's the logic? What's the reason behind it? So Rebbe says as follows. He brings just a point of one of the many explanations. There's many, but one of the many explanations is, and as is explained at length in the different Hasidic discourses, that the reward of Gan Eden, of the Garden of Eden, what's the reward? You come to Gan Eden, you're going to have a tremendous reward. God's going to reveal it. But based on what? It's based on learning Torah in this world. So every minute, every hour, every day that you learn Torah in this world, even though learning Torah is amazing, you connect with the infinite Hashem. It's wow. It's like it like totally elevates you to a whole different level. But guess what? The real reward is going to be when? In the Garden of Eden. When you're going to come to Garden of Eden and you're going to need to have spiritual blessings and light, etc. Where is that going to be coming from? That's going to be coming from the Torah you're learning in this world. That's why it's important to learn Torah every day. Besides the fact that it's important to learn Torah, it's Torah's Hashem, you connect to Hashem. But learning Torah in this world will give you tremendous reward in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden. On the other hand, when you come to the world of Tchiyas HaMesim, and you're going to want to have all the tremendous benefits... So the reward of doing mitzvahs in this world, every time you do a mitzvah and you refrain from sinning and you refrain from transgressing, and sometimes it's not easy, it's hard not to transgress. And some mitzvahs are hard to do. But guess what? There's a reward. So first of all, the mitzvah, the fact that you do a mitzvah, we know that you're connecting to Hashem. But, but what here he's saying is not only you're connecting to Hashem, which is great, but the reward is actually going to be when in the world of Tchiyas HaMesim. And that's why, that's why, since again, Torah, is the, gives you the reward in Gan Eden. Mitzvahs give you the reward where? In Oilam So that's why Gan Eden, what world is that? It's a world of souls. There's no souls with bodies. This world has a soul and a body. In Gan Eden, there's, there's no bodies, it's only souls. And on the other hand, in Oilam which as we said is the highest world, we're going to be resurrected back into our bodies. The soul is going to be with the body. So the question is, why is that? And the answer is very simple. Because learning Torah is mainly to fuel our neshama. When you sit down and learn, the body, it's, it's, you have to sit. It's hard to sit in the, on, the, on the chair. It doesn't necessarily always enjoy it. But learning Torah, the neshama is like on high. It's electricity. It, it's beyond. It's off the charts. So Torah is mainly for the neshama. So therefore, since Torah is made for the Neshama, therefore, in the, with the reward for the Neshama is where? In Garden of Eden, without the body. The reward is for the soul. On the other hand, when a person does a mitzvah, it's mainly you do with the body. So since you do the mitzvah, it's a physical mitzvah, materialistic mitzvahs that we do, whether it's a tefillin, a mekashras, mezuzah, all the mitzvahs, it's all physical. So therefore, when, it, when and how is going to be the reward be, it's going to be an oil which is more connected to, uh, to the body. Now, 
So we see clearly that Oilam HaTchiyah is a reward for doing a mitzvah, and we do the mitzvah with a body. So the Rebbe says, How, who does mitzvahs? All Jewish people do mitzvahs. First of all, the, the 365 negative commandments, if you sit and do nothing, you're automatically scoring points for not transgressing. And then we all do mitzvahs. You're nice to somebody, uh, you celebrate Shabbat, you celebrate how everyone has mitzvahs. Everyone has, has, has tremendous mitzvahs that we're doing. And as the Rebbe quotes in the Talmud, the Talmud says, even someone that is a, 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 a huge sinner, they're filled with mitzvahs, just like a pomegranate that has so many seeds, every single Jew is full of mitzvahs. So since every single Jew is full of mitzvahs, therefore, when you come to Oilam Haba, Oilam Atchia, everyone's going to get resurrected. Why? Because everyone is loaded up on mitzvahs. So, and this idea we actually learned in the last Hasidic discourse. We're now going to go, obviously, um, a step deeper, and not several steps deeper. So the Rebbe says, so if you learn the mission, what does it say? Call Yisrael Yeshua, every single person has a place in the world to come. And then it, it, the Mishnah continues. Shenemar. He brings a verse. What does the verse say? The Amich and the, your nation, the Jewish people, Kulam Sadikim. They're all Sadikim. All the Jewish people are righteous. La'ilam Yeshu Aretz. And they're going to inherit the land forever. That's what the verse says. So the Rebbe says, why, why do we have to bring a proof from the Mishnah? From, from, the, from, the, from, the, from the verse. That the, from the verse says the Ame Kulam Why is the Mishnah bringing up a, a proof from that from that verse from that pasuk? So the Rebbe says it's not to bring a proof. The Mishnah is saying Kol Yisrael Every person has a place in the world to come. It's a given. So why is he bringing the verse? Not to prove the point, but to explain the reason. What is the reason why everyone is going to have a place in the world to come? You know what the reason is? Because Every single Jew does mitzvahs. As we quoted before from the Talmud, every Jew is full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate, like seeds in a pomegranate. Now, when someone does a mitzvah, you're called a tzaddik. Think about that. Anytime somebody does a mitzvah, they're called a tzaddik. So if you see someone doing a mitzvah, and according to, according to the Chassidic discourse, according to the Talmud, everyone is full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate, so you can call anyone a tzaddik. Why not? They are tzaddikim. Every single person that does a mitzvah is a tzaddik. And since everyone is full of mitzvahs, they can be called tzaddikim. Why can they be called a tzaddik? Nervous is very simple. Because all the mitzvahs, all the 613 commandments, even though they're specific, they go under the global mitzvah of tzedakah. So we know tzedakah is a general mitzvah. All the mitzvahs are included in, in the mitzvah of tzedakah. Now, so if all the mitzvahs are considered tzedakah, tzedek, it's righteous, so the person that does the mitzvah, what are you called? If someone is doing tzedek, righteous things, so what would you call the person? Tzaddikim. So everyone that, that, that does a mitzvah is called a tzaddik because they're doing tzedek. Now, so since... The Amechulam Sadiqim. So the verse is saying, since everyone is Sadiqim, why? Because everyone is doing mitzvahs. Why? Because even someone that's a sinner, a Poshe Yisrael, they're full of mitzvahs. And not only they're full of mitzvahs, they're literally full of mitzvahs. And there explains here Kabbalistically, what does it mean you say someone's full of mitzvahs? 
and he explains that Kabbalistic insight is powerful. And he says like this: What does it mean when we say that everyone's full of mitzvahs? Full of they have quantitative mitzvahs? No, no, no. The Rebbe says that mitzvah becomes who they are. And not only do they do the mitzvah, the mitzvah becomes who they are. So since the mitzvah becomes who they are, therefore the verse says the Amei and everyone is considered a tzaddik. Why? Because they're doing mitzvahs. And that's why they're going to have the place in Olam Haba. So therefore, what does the verse continue? The Olam They're going to inherit the land. What land? What land are we talking about? So the Rebbe says we're talking about Eretz HaChayim. The land of life. A true land. What's, what's the land of life? This world, Olam Haza, is not the land of life. Because at some point, this, land, this world is not going to exist. It's only temporary. So it's not the land of life. Life means it's alive. Forever and ever. What life are we talking about? We're talking about Chaye Oilam Haba. They're going to inherit the life of the world to come. Now, so based on this, based on this, what is Rebbe explaining? What the, what the Mishnah is saying is, just to recap before we go further, that everyone has a place in the world to come. The reason, because since everybody's a tzaddik. Why? Because they're doing mitzvahs. So therefore, they're going to inherit the world, the, the, the world, Loilam Haba, which is Oilam Atchiyah. So based on this, Rebbe says, one second. Well, let's go further in the verse. The, the verse continues. And the verse says, Neitzer Matai, they're a, um, uh, a plant, a, 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 um, a, a, uh, a plant of my, of my planting. Masa Yodai Li Spire. The work of my hand, that I'm glorified from. Now, this that Bnei Yisrael are Neitzar Matoy, Hashem planted and we're we a product of Hashem's planting, or Masa Yode, we're, we're a creation of Hashem's doing. What is that from? We're referring to Hashem created us and we're a bright product of Hashem. Now, when, did, when Hashem created us, is that before we did the mitzvah or after we did the mitzvah? For sure we before we did the mitzvah. Hashem just created us what nature matai is referring to just when we we're born, masa yade just when we were created. So that's before we did any mitzvahs, and Hashem is already proud of us. Hashem is proud of us. So, in other words, the second half of the verse, nature matai masa yade is referring to the Jewish people. Hashem is proud of us just because He made us, just because we are a creation of Hashem before we did anything. No mitzvahs. Hashem just created us. And Hashem is already proud of us. What is that relationship called? It's called an essential relationship. Just because. You know why Hashem loves us? Just because. But, uh, but, let's, but what does it say in the beginning of the Mishnah? Call Yisrael, yes, every Jewish person has a place in the world to come. Why? Why do we have a place in the world to come? Because we're doing mitzvahs. But what is the end saying is that the reason why Hashem loves us is just because of who we are. Because Hashem created us. In other words, why do we have a place in the world to come? Just because Hashem created us. We're His children and therefore we have a place in the world to come. So we're getting two messages from the verse. On one hand we're saying, the beginning of the, the, beginning of the mission says, everyone has a place in the world to come. Got it. Why? So first the verse says, you know why you have a place in the world to come? Because you're a tzaddik. What does it mean you're a tzaddik? Because you're doing tzaddik, you're doing mitzvahs, so you call it tzaddik. So why do you have a place in the world to come? Because you're doing mitzvahs. What does it say afterwards in the verse? I created you and therefore I'm proud of you. 
You're my glory. So what did I do? Nothing. So why do I have a place in the world to come for doing nothing? So what's, why do I have a place in the world to come? Because I'm doing nothing? Because I'm doing the mitzvahs? Obviously, it's stating both. So the question is, what does that mean? So the Rebbe is going to explain this. And he, the Rebbe says like this. The truth is, the Rebbe says, you must say that in the revelation that's going to take place when we're going to have the resurrection of the dead, again, to be clear, now is this world, then you have the Garden of Eden, Yemoisa Mashiach, Messianic days, and then Tchiyas Amesim. That's going to be the highest. In that revelation of Tchiyas Amesim, when the dead is going to be resurrected, and God is going to be revealed, there's two components. What does that mean? On one hand, you're going to have the reward for doing mitzvahs, like the first half of the verse, v'ameich kulam tzaddikim, that we're tzaddikim, we're righteous people. Why? Because we do tzaddik, because we do mitzvahs. In other words, today when we do a mitzvah, another mitzvah, another mitzvah, we refrain from doing sinning, which is a mitzvah. So we're investing in the future, that in the future, in the time of Tchiyas HaMesim, Hashem is going to totally reveal powerful, infinite lights for us. That's one component. But what's going to happen after that, after Hashem reveals the reward for doing the mitzvahs, we're going to be elevated after that to a higher level. And then in the higher level, what's going to be revealed, the real quality of the Jewish people, just because. As the verse says, What's going to reveal this? You're not getting a reward because you did a mitzvah. That's the first half. That's the first, that's the opening revelation. But then what's going to be revealed, Hashem loves us just because. Which is even higher, the revelation is going to be even higher than the revelation that we're getting because we're doing mitzvahs. And Rebbe takes it up a notch and he says, and it's possible to say, that the main novel idea and the main quality that's going to take place in the resurrection of the dead, that over there what's going to be revealed is the quality of the Jewish people just because. You're going to have both. First you're going to have the revelation based on us doing mitzvahs and then you're going to have the revelation of just because. But it's possible that this idea of just because is much higher, much deeper, and that's really the ultimate of Tchiyas HaMesim, where Hashem loves us just because. Why? And they're explaining this. Because the revelation, which is caused by doing, by doing mitzvahs, which is going to be huge, which we said is in Tchiyas HaMesim, and not in Ganeidin, so the Rebbe says that's also going to be when we miss, in, the, in, the, in Yemois HaMashiach, in the Messianic days, which is before Tchiyas HaMesim. The first component of Tchiyas HaMesim, which is going to be the, re- the revelation of the reward of doing mitzvahs, is also going to be in Yemais Mashiach, in the Messianic days. And like the, Alter, like the Rebbe quotes from Tanya from the Alter Rebbe, and he says clearly in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe writes, that when we do our Masenu of Abba when we do our actions and our work, now in this world, we cause to draw down the infinite light, literally in the world, and, but when are we going to... When, when, when are we going to see it? You know, the optimist says this, when we do a mitzvah in this world, we draw down the infinite light. We can't see it today because we're in a physical world, we're in a physical body. We're living in a physical world. But when will we see it? And the optimist says clearly, you're going to see it two levels. One, he says, in Yemoisa Mashiach, in the days of Mashiach. And the other one we're going to see it is 
Tchiyas HaMaisim, when the resurrection are dead. So if that's the case, what's the difference between Yemoisa Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMaisim? And the is very, very simple. Obviously, in Tchiyas HaMaisim, the revelation is going to be much greater. In other words, when we do a mitzvah in this world, we're drawing down the infinite light. We don't see it today. We're going to see it in the Yemoisa Mashiach, and we're going to see it even more in Tchiyas HaMaisim. However, the main chiddush, the main novel idea, and the main quality and the um, super revelation of Tchias Mason is going to be of resurrection, the world of resurrection. That then, what's going to be revealed is the source of the Jewish people, the way we are sourced, we're in Atzmus, the essence of Hashem. Now, so the Rebbe says that um, it's possible to say that this what in many many Hasidic discourses which again we just we already mentioned before that in Tchiyas HaMesim the highest level when we're going to have the resurrection of the dead so we're going to have the revelation of what of everything that we caused by doing mitzvahs in this world now why is that? Because over there, it's, every time it talks about it in Tchiyas Mason, this tremendous reward, because over there it's referring to the reward for, that the Jewish people are going to get in the world to come, Oilam world of resurrection, because of our doing our work of Torah and Mitzvahs in this world. Now, what is the completion of the reward? Even though you do a mitzvah today, you're also connecting to Hashem. But the completion of it, the, the full power of the, of, the, of the reward, is going to be revealed when... By doing mitzvahs, and when is the reward going to be in Tchiyas HaMesim? Now, so therefore, since they're referring to the reward that we're going to receive for doing mitzvahs in, in the world to come, which is again referring to the idea of Tchiyas HaMesim, so therefore, in, those, in these Hasidic discourses, it explains that the reward that the Neshama gets in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden, is that we'll comprehend, um, uh, um, we'll comprehend godliness of the Torah we learned in this world. So what happens like this? In this world, we learn Torah. It's amazing. We connect to Hashem. But, but, but then, when we really have real clarity of the Torah we learned in this world, that's going to be in the Garden of Eden. Why is that? And Rebbe explains like this. Because what is Torah? Torah comes from Chachma. In the Sfirot, in the Sfirot, you have Kesser as the highest. And that's a sphere of makif, which is extremely very, very powerful. It's hard to internalize it. And there's tiny gun ruts in there. But the first sphere that we can internalize is the sphere of Chachma. What is the source of Torah from, from, from Chachma? Now we have sphere, the world has sphere, so to speak, in, the, in God's way, the way God put down finite energy into this world comes to also the sphere. So the source of Torah comes from Chachma. What is, what is, what, what, because it comes from Chachma, it's one of the spheroids, it's called Oira Amamale, which means the light that's, that's, um, personalized and a certain finite light in this world, which is packaged in specifically in Chachma. If it's Chachma, it's not Bina, it's not Chesed. It's unique to Chachma. Now, but that's the reward of Ganadin, which is coming from Chachma. So it's Oira Amamale. It's a finite light. On the other hand, the reward that we're going to get in Tchiyas HaMesim, in the, the world of resurrection, then we're going to see what kind of light of Hashem, the revelation of Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem, Bleak Vul, which comes what? Through doing mitzvahs. Why? Because what's the source of a mitzvah? The source of mitzvah is in Keser, the lower level Ratzayin, which is higher than Chachma. And Ratzayin is Eir 
It's not the light that's internalized. It's a powerful light. We cannot internalize it. It's too powerful. Now, so that's the reward that, that we're going to get for learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Torah we're going to get weird in Ganeden, and that's the Oyer Amale. Mitzvahs we're going to get in Trias Amesim, and that's the Oyer Soivev. Therefore, in Ganeden it's going to be a finite light, and in, in Trias Amesim it's going to be the infinite light. However, the main novel idea, the Chiddush, the, the, the unique quality, and the tremendous elevation that we're going to have in the world to come, specifically when in the world of Trias Amesim, which again is not going to be like in Yemoisim Mashiach, is going to be the revelation of the Jew on its own, who we are, Geshem created us. Like the verse says, and that's going to be the real quality, and that's going to be the real reward that we're going to be just going to receive the light because Hashem created us and Hashem is proud of us for who we are. Now, so now the Rebbe is going to go and explain us this deep stuff. So the Rebbe is going to explain it to us, and he says as follows. The Rebbe explained the idea, and he says like this. There's three levels we just learned. What are the three levels? You have the Garden of Eden. And over there is more or less the reward for the Torah we learned in this world. As we said, the Chachma, Torah, etc. And then there's two levels in Tchiyas HaMesim in the world of the resurrection of the dead. One level is for the mitzvahs that we learned. And we're going to have the Ratzin Hashem is going to be revealed, etc. And then we're going to have who we are, just because, not because of doing mitzvahs or anything. So, we have to, the Rebbe is going to give a deep in, in explanation into these three levels. And he says like this. The Rebbe brings from the Talmud, the Talmud says as follows. Kol HaNadim, all the prophets, Kulan, all of them, Loi Nisnabu Ela HaMashiach. The only thing that they were able to, uh, they prophesied was to the days of Mashiach, Messianic times. Aval, however, Lo'ilam Haba, which we know is referring to Trias HaMesim, the level above it, the eye cannot see it, besides only one can see it as Hashem. That's what, the, that's what the Talmud says. Again, to recap, the prophets are saying is, that when we prophesize, the most we can get to is to the days of Mashiach. But when it comes to Trias HaMesim, off the charts. Off the charts. So, the Talmud explains there, what does that mean, the eye didn't see? What does that mean? So the Talmud explains, it's referring to a, the level, what level didn't they see? The level which is called Aden. Ayin Dalid Nun. Aden. So what didn't they see is Aden. It's a very, very high level. The high level is called Aden. Aden, Eden. Why? Because Aden... The Talmud says, no living being was able to see it, relate to it, comprehend it, connect to it. Aiden, no one, no one can touch. And Aiden's connected to Chiyas Mason. Now, so one second. Adam, we all know that Adam was in the garden. So what are we saying? No living human being was able to see Aiden. Adam was in the garden. So the Talmud says clearly, Gan l'chud ve'eden l'chud. There's Gan, yes. Adam was in the garden, but not in Eden. He was not in Eden. He was in, only in the garden, not in Eden. He was in Gan, not Eden. 
Another word. So therefore, what's going to be the superpower revelation of Olam Haba? And again, specific when we say Olam Haba, we mean the world of Tchias Mason, the resurrection of the dead. That the revel- that the superpower of Olam Haba, Tchias Mason, over Yemoy Samashiach, because then there's going to be the revelation of what Aden, the level of Ayin Loy Rasa, no human saw it. So to be clear again, when it comes to Trias HaMesim, what do we what do we just learn? It's the level of Aden, and no human was able able to connect to it. Yemaisa Mashiach is a lower level. Now, so therefore, based on the services, we can understand that this that an Oilam Haba, and again we're talking Oilam Haba, Oilam Atchia, the world of resurrection. That we're going to have what are we going to have? The tremendous revelation of doing mitzvahs in this world. Now. The reward for doing mitzvahs in this world, tremendous revelation. In Tchiyas HaMesim. But is that revelation going to be in the world of Yomais HaMashiach as well? Absolutely. So therefore you must say that is not the real idea of Olam Haba. That's not Tchiyas HaMesim. Because if you already have it in Yomais HaMashiach, it can't be you're having the same thing in Tchiyas HaMesim, Yomais HaMashiach. Tchiyas HaMesim is the level of Aden. So if you have the reward for doing mitzvahs in Yomaisa Mashiach, and you have it as well, and even though stronger, in Trias Mason, you can say that's it. That's what we came for Trias Mason for. We already had a Yomaisa Mashiach. There must be something huge new. So what is the main idea of Oilam Haba? We're going to have the revelation of what? Of Aden. The revelation of Aden. A human never saw it. Couldn't relate to it till now. Until, until Trias Mason. What is that? So what is Aden? What is Aden? So the Rebbe says, Aden is the Tainug. Tainug is a deep pleasure. In Kesed is a Tainug and Ratzoyin. So Tainug is not a pleasure from something physical. A deep internal Tainug, a deep Tainug, but not just from something external, but Tainug Atzmi, essential pleasure that Hashem is going to have Tainug just from the Jewish people just because. Which is higher than the pleasure Hashem gets from us learning Torah and the mitzvahs. When we learn Torah, Hashem gets a tremendous pleasure from it. When we do a mitzvah, Hashem gets pleasure from it. And, and the Torah, we said we're going to have the reward in Gan Eden. In, 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 um, Gan Eden. And the um, mitzvah is going to be the reward in Yemaisa Mashiach and in Tchiyas Mesim. But the highest pleasure, the real Eden, the real Tainug, is going to be come from just from the Jewish people just because, and that's going to be when in Tchiyas Mesim. Shabbat says that in many places it's brought down and it says that the difference between um, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, that when a person learns Torah, and we said, what does Torah come from? The source is from Chachma. So because it comes from Chachma, so what's in there is only a ray of Tainuk. Chachma is one of the spheres. It's Eur Male. Tainuk comes in, but only a ray of it. On the other hand, mitzvah comes from where Rotzain. Rotzain is sitting in Kesser right next to, right next to Tainug. So therefore, in mitzvahs, you have right next to it, enclosed within it, the essence of the Tainug, the, the level of what? Of Aden. So again, many places it's brought down and says that mitzvahs you have the level of Aden coming straight, coming straight from Tainug. So, and so based on this, Jerry explains something very powerful, and he says like this. 
If you give a look in the Torah, so when it refers to in, in the beginning of, uh, of uh, Bereshus, the beginning of uh, Genesis, it says, in reference to Gan Eden, it says, V'nahar, and a stream. Yoytzei com- is coming out me Eden. Eden is the source, but there's a stream coming out from Eden. And what is that stream coming to do? It says in the Torah, Lahashkois esagan, to water the garden. So Eden is the source, a stream is coming out to water the garden. In other words, that the pleasure that's drawn into Gan Eden, and those by us learning Torah, we're going to come to Gan Eden, so Gan, you're going to be in Gan Eden, and we're going to have tremendous pleasure there. That's only drawing in a small, contracted drawing in from Eden, which comes through the Nahar, through the stream, which actually creates a barrier between the level of Eden and the level of the garden. That's where in Gan Eden. However, in Olam Haba, in the world to come, and that's over there going to be what? The reward for doing a mitzvah. Guess what? Over there, we're going to have Aden itself. Now, the Rebbe says, it's possible to say, this is in general terms, general terms, but specifically, specifically, to get more specific and, uh, and more practical, what do we say? The revelation of, of when a person does a mitzvah in this world, in Yemoisa Mashiach, we're going to have tremendous revelations based on the mitzvah you do in this world. But nevertheless, nevertheless, in Yemoisa Mashiach, even though you're getting the reward for doing a mitzvah in this world, which mitzvah comes from Rotzin, which is right next to Tainug, but nevertheless, you're not going to have. Ayin loy rasa. The level of Aden is not going to be Yemoshim Mashiach. So Yemoshim Mashiach, we're going to have the reward for doing a mitzvah. And mitzvahs we know come from Rotzen, which is next to Tainuk. But it's not Aden. It's not off the charts. The revelation of Aden, the source itself, which is Ayin loy rasa, I didn't see it, is only going to be where? In Olam Haba. So since that's only going to be in Olam Haba, it's self-understood that the idea of Aden that's going to be revealed in Olam Haba, in the world of Olam Atchia, the world of resurrection, what, what does that mean? What's going to be revealed there? What pleasure? The pleasure, the essential pleasure that Hashem has tremendous pleasure for the Jewish people, which is higher than the pleasure of doing mitzvahs. Again, doing mitzvahs is a high pleasure. It comes from Ratzayin and it's pleasure. But it's not the icing on the cake. It's not the real power. It's not the real Aden. The real Aden is coming just because. Now, <clears throat> so we have over here, so to speak, Yemoisim Mashiach and Tchias Amesim, which are, on one hand, they're both the reward for doing mitzvahs, Tremendous revelation, but we're saying there's a there's a difference. In Yemoisa Mashiach, the days of the messianic days, you're gonna have the reward for doing mitzvah is huge. In Tchias Mesim, you're gonna have it as well. But something's gonna be special at Tchias Mesim. That over there is gonna be Aden. Over there, you're gonna see the quality of the Jewish people himself. The the essential pleasure is gonna be revealed. So we, we have to really. The Rebbe's gonna explain now the difference between Tchias Mesim. 
resurre- the world of resurrection of the dead, and Yemoisa Mashiach, the days of Mashiach, the Messianic days. And also, we have to understand the two different levels in Tchiyas HaMesim, where we're going to have the reward for doing mitzvahs, and we're going to have the essence of the love that Hashem has for us, the, the revelation of Eden, the pure Tainuk. So, again, what is the difference between Yemoshim Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMesim, and what's the fine, the fine art, the fine line difference between in Tchiyas HaMesim, between the reward of doing a mitzvah and the quality of the Jewish people themselves? Shabbat says we're going to understand this based of an introduction of the difference between Yemois HaMashiach and the Garden of Eden. So as we want to understand, A, the two levels of Tchiyas HaMesim, that's what we want to understand. We want to understand the difference between Yemois HaMashiach, the, days of Mes- the Messianic days, and Tchiyas HaMesim. So there says, in order to understand all that, we need to understand the difference between Yemois HaMashiach, which is the reward for doing mitzvahs, Ratzayin, and Gan Eden, which is the reward of learning Torah, Chachma, etc., and Eric explains like this. In Ganadin, we're going to get reward. For what? For learning Torah. Chachmas Hashem, Oyer How are we getting the reward? So there's a prerequisite. Like we learned before, you have to be Niki Kapayim, Bar Leibov, etc. But that's more specific. The person, before he goes to Ganadin, when the person passes away, so we know the body gets buried. And the only thing that goes to Gan Eden is the soul. So the reward that we get in Gan Eden is specifically the soul without the body. Let's look at what's going to happen, the revelation in the days of Mashiach. The days of Mashiach is going to be what? In this physical world. But what's going to happen in this physical world, there's going to be a tremendous revelation. There's going to be a revelation in the physical world. No, there's going to be a physical world, there's going to be bodies, there's going to be materialism, there's going to be physicality, but the revelation is going to be huge. So what Yemoisa Mashiach means, we're going to be living in this physical world, souls in the bodies, materialistic world, but the revelation is going to be huge. What does that mean practically? What does that mean that we're going to have a huge revelation in the physical world? So the Rebbe brings um, from the uh, tractate, uh, Talm- from tractate um, in the Talmud um, in Masech the Shabbat. And it says over there as follows. In reference to uh, Yemois Mashiach. It says that when Mashiach comes, Asida Eretz Yisrael Shetoitzi Gluskois. That when Mashiach comes, you know what's going to happen? Normally, if you want to have a, 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 a piece of bread, uh, a piece of cake, what happens? So you have to get wheat, and then you have to grind it. I mean, you buy flour, but the way you, the flour comes from wheat. And then you have to take the wheat, and you have to make different ingredients, and you make it, and you bake it, and if you, all different, it's a whole process. It's an avoidance, especially if you make sourdough bread, or even sourdough cake, it's more of a process. It's a process. Mashiach comes is, you know what's going to happen? The Talmud says, you're going to walk out to the lawn where you normally get your wheat, and you're going to have a full bakery. Anything that you dream of, cakes, cookies, uh, bread, challah, right coming out of the ground. Just, just by the way, there's difference of opinion if it means literally, if it means literally. Some say it means that there's going to be such an abundance of, of parnasa, of wealth, that you're not going to have to, it's not going to, you're not going to have to work. 
whatever you want, you'll be able to afford and life will be easy. So again, whether, whether it means literally that the ground is going to uh, uh, sprout forth breads and cakes, etc., or it means you're going to have such an abundance that you're not going to have to worry about pranasa, you're going to have, be able to pay all your bills, you'll be able to order anything you want, and you'll have uh, everything made for you. But the point is, you see clearly that when you're Moisa Mashiach, living in the materialistic world, it's going to be, God's going to be revealed, life is going to be easy, life is going to be beautiful, and life is going to be amazing. Now, what's the difference that in Yemoisa Mashiach, the revelation is going to be in the world, versus Ganadin, you have to totally disconnect from the world. What's the reason? And the is very simple. Because in the Garden of Eden, what's the reward coming from Chachma? Chachma, we said before, is from Oyer the light which fills the world, which is a finite light, a finite light. So if it's a finite light, it can't penetrate the body. It can't penetrate the world and transform the world. It's it's a finite light. It doesn't have the power and the energy to lighten up the world. However, when you Moisa Mashiach, what kind of revelation we're going to have? They're going to have the relation of, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, the infinite light, which comes from the infinite light. So since it's infinite, so it could reveal itself into the physical world. Ma'al doesn't have the power to lighten up the world. It can't produce bread and cakes from the ground. It can't give you an infinite amount of uh, parnasa livelihood. Versus Ayur can give it to you. Once the light is on, everything is, everything is great, everything is amazing. So that's one reason. So that's one reason why the difference between Yemoisa Mashiach, where it's souls and bodies, and um, in Ganeidin, it's without a body because the light is not powerful to light up the world. One reason. Another reason. So the Rebbe explains like this. Another reason is as follows. In the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, generally speaking, generally speaking, there's two levels. We call it Ganeidin HaTachtoin, the lower level of the Garden of Eden, and Ganeidin HaElyoin, the higher level of Garden of Eden. And right, to be clear, even though we're saying Gar- Gan Eden, we're focusing more on the Gan part. Because Eden, we said, that's reserved for Mashiach. So that's why it's called Gan Eden. It means to say is, it's a garden that's getting a little light from Eden. It's not the real Eden. Gan Eden. It's getting a, 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 the, 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 it's getting a little light from the Eden, but it's really a garden. Now, so there's the lower level of Gan Eden, and there's the higher level. In every one of them, there's many, many levels. Infinite levels. And like the Rebbe quotes, the Talmud tells us, Talmidei Chachamim. So we're talking about Torah scholars. We're Torah scholars in the shul, Beis Medrash. But in this case, they're in Gan Eden. They're learning Torah. What do you think is happening in Gan Eden? People are sitting and learning Torah all day long. But it says, Ein lehem menucha. They're not sitting there relaxed. They're not, they, they don't have a minute of to, to breathe. They don't have a minute of vacation. They're busy. Why are they busy? So it says, Yelchu mechayil el they're constantly climbing the ladder from one level to the next level. What does that mean? They're constantly going from one level to the next. They're busy. They're busy. They, they learned. They got the light. Okay, next level. So what does that mean? So why, but why the Eilam Manucha? Why don't they have any peace and relaxation? Why don't they calm and relax? You're in the Gan Eden. You lived your whole life to come to the Gan Eden. Um, so why aren't you relaxed? And the reason is because when you go from one level to the next, you can just go easy, or you have to work. 
And they're going to have to work. In the Garden of Eden, they learn. But they have to work to go from one level to the next. You're getting a glimpse of what's going on in the Garden of Eden. So in Garden of Eden, they're going from one level to the next. Now, why is it work? And Derber explains like this. We're going to, we're going to learn a little Zohar now. Derber says as follows. When you go from one level to the next, you can't just go from one level to the next. You learned, right? Wow, brilliant idea. Okay, you got it. Now you want to go to the next level. No, no, no. In order to go to the next level, you have to immerse in a mikvah. But what kind of mikvah? The mikvah is called Nahar Dinner, which is basically a mikvah of fire. I don't want to get too Kabbalistic here, but just in short, in Kabbalah it explains like this. What is Nahar Dinner? So we know that there's a powerful name. We know Hashem has many names, but Yudke Vavke is the most powerful name of Hashem. Elohim is another one. So Yudke, there's a level of Yudke Vavke, and you know letters have Nikudot. So it's Yudke Vavke Benikud Elohim, a very, very powerful level, which is the level of Chachma and Bina, etc. Now, Chachma, we know, is the right side. Bina is the left side. Now, the left is also Gvura. So Gvura means it's very, very powerful. The fact is, if we were exposed to Yudke Vavke Benikud Elikim, Elikim is also judgment. So Yudke Vavke is, is from the right, Chachma, Chesed. Elikim is on the left, um, Bina and Gvura. So you have, you have Havaya Benikud Elikim, Chachma together with Bina together, which means it's very, very strong, very powerful. So we can't, whoa, that would like totally blow us away. So what happens, you have Shem Adonai, which basically creates a shield over Yudke Vavke with the Lokim. And this way, we can, we can, we're not blown away. Now, in the Sphero, what's the shield called? It's called Malchut. So what Hashem does is He takes off the shield. He takes off Adonai, Malchus, off of the Avaya, Benikad Lokim, Chachman Bina. And what happens then is, so a tzaddik that goes into it, wow, it cleanses. It cleanses. God forbid if you're not pure and you go into it, you get, you get burnt. Fire burns you up. Like literally you take a, a, a match and you light up a piece of paper and it burns it up. So that's what happens. So you have to be ready to go in and make sure that you're, you're, you're on the right status. Because if you're in the right place, guess what? You'll be purified. But if not, you'll be burnt. Okay, another whole discussion about Nahardina. But let's get back to the point. So what Zerba is saying is, so from one level to the next, they go through the, the purification of Nahardina. Why? Because since you finish this level and you want to graduate, you want to go to the next level. And if you come to the next level and you still remember everything that you learned in the previous level and all the revelations, how are you going to take it in? You're still going to be thinking about the other stuff. So the purpose of the immersion in the Nahar dinner is to cause you to forget all the deep understandings and all the pleasure of the lower level. Now that's a lot of work. You learn, you learn, you learn, and you're enlightened. Okay, graduating. Now we're going to the next class. Before you go to the next class, you have to go into this um, immersion of Nahar Dinner, which we said is very, very powerful light. doesn't have the shame of Malchus is taken off. And guess what? You forget everything. Now that's exhausting. Now, so you go through the mikvah, boom, you're purified. But now you have to go to the next level. Going to the next level is called what? An aliyah. You're going to the next level. How do you go to the next level? How do you go to the next level? So, if, for example, if you wanted to go here to the next level in this world, you take steps, you take an elevator. In, in the world, in, in Gan Eden, you want to go to the next level, there's something which is called um, an Amud. 
Amud basically means like a spiritual, powerful beam of light. That between one level to the next level, there's something which is called an Amud that shoots you up. Powerful light. Now, the purpose of the, of the, of the powerful light is that you should also totally become nullified from anything and everything that you remembered from before. Now, so, to, to, and Herb explains a little, a little deeper, and he says like this, the purpose is to be nullified from the previous level. So the going into the mikvah of Nahar Dinur that causes you to be nullified, in Hebrew I'll say that's to become bottled, to become nullified, to become humbled, that's the, the, the nullification, the humbling from below. Because the fact is you're going in there and it's pretty intense. On the other hand, the nullification process that takes place through the amud, through the beam that you go from one level to the next, over there you're becoming nullified not because it's 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 working with the bottom, so to speak, with the physicality, with the self, but it's because the light is so strong, and when the light is so strong, you totally become one with the light. So one is, so to speak, you're totally like forgetting from the past. You're working with 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 the past. And the second level, the Amun, is where you're totally cleaving into the powerful light. Now, so based on this, so the Rebbe is explaining to us, what we say? Tzaddikim, in the world, in Gan Eden, they're going, they ain't la manucha. Why don't they have manucha? Because think about it, you're learning, you get, you're getting in touch with the light, and you finally graduated, you go through this mikvah that totally destroys your whole past, you go into this light that totally blows you away with this new future, so for sure, ain't manucha. They're busy. They're exhausted because they're doing it's spiritual work. The work of bittel, humbling yourself, is intense work. Just like in this world, that when we go in this world and we work on bittel, nullifying ourselves and humbling ourselves, what's the purpose? It's basically It's in order to tra- transform us, refine us. A transformation um, uh, to become humble, to become uh, uh, purified, etc. Now, like for example, we know avoida means work. Where does the terminology avoida come from? It actually comes from avoida, ibud iris, working out the skin. It means avoida is, is intense work. Now, so obviously, so because you're going through this intense work, so it's exhausting. And that's why Elam Nucha. And Rebbe says, we'll take it even a step deeper. And he says like this. More details. In this world, we do avoida. We do spiritual work. We work on ourselves to become humbled. Become humbled. And also we want to cleave to a higher level. So we know the work in this world, how does it work? So generally speaking, there's two, there's two tracks. Two tracks of work. Not one or the other. We do, but we work on both tracks. One track is called surmira. Constantly staying away from negativity, uh, evil, gossip, uh, pettiness, etc. Anything that's bad. Sinning for sure, obviously. Anything. And that's an avoida. It's work. Because you're, someone's always enticing you from within or without. So there's one avoida of surmira. Staying away from the negative, from the inappropriate, etc. The second track is to giving fuel and energy to v'asetoyiv, to doing good. So just like in this world, you're surmira, staying away from negative and, and pushing forward in a positive way. So the represents the same thing is also in the humility of the elevations in the Garden of Eden. It also works on two ways. 
In other words, the humbling experience through going in the mikvah of Nahar Dinur, that's like Surmira, so to speak. And the um, humbling of going into the Amud between one level and the next, which is from the tremendous, powerful um, light that's revealed, that's like the Avoid of Asetoiv. So we can relate to the idea of the, the bitl of the mikvah and the going through the amun. It's just like what we do every single day. Surmira, at least we're supposed to, we try to. We do the avoid of surmira, staying away from negative, and obviously what? Doing asetoiv. So where does that all take place? We're in the Garden of Eden. However, that's, the, that's, that's what happens in the Garden of Eden. However, in the revelation of Yemoisa Mashiach, it's a whole different, whole different, whole different ballgame there. Why? Because even though Yemoisa Mashiach means God's going to be revealed, which level of light we already said? Oyrein Saif, the infinite light. Rotzain, Saif of Kalalman. So even though in Yemoisa Mashiach there's going to be, sure, there's, there's elevations. You don't just sit stagnant. In other words, it's also going to be in a level of, we're going to go Mechayel al Chayel from one level, one level of, of, to the next. But, in order to go from one level to the next, in Yomaitza Mashiach, <clears throat> you don't have to go through where you forget totally the other, the previous level, and you don't have to go through where you're totally nullified with the, the past of history. You're going from one level to the, ne- to the next in a, in a very, very, very simple level. It was in a very, very seamless type of flow from one to the next. In other words, even from the level you're at, you can go now to the next level. You don't have to forget and rip apart everything from before. So it's beautiful. It's easy. You went through a level. It's great. Let's go to the next level. The next level. You don't have to obliterate the past. It's okay. The past is okay. It's not a hindrance. Now, so that is the difference between what? Gan Eden and Yemoisa Mashiach. Gan Eden is basically one that it's a struggle. You have to forget and you go to the next one, etc. And Yemoisa Mashiach is totally, it's like a breeze. You're breezing through. Fast track. Now, so Rebbe's going to say, what's the difference? And he says like this. The drawing down of the light in Gan Eden, we said comes from where? A finite light that comes in. That gives light and energy to create the world in a way where the the process of, of of the flow of energy goes from one level to the next. You're going you're going from one level to the next. Now, let's look at this world. Oyuhamali that comes into this world has it come down to this world. It comes down into this world from one level to the next level, etc. It goes through the spherot, it goes through the worlds, and so on and so forth. What does that mean? So when the Oyuha Amale starts descending into this world, first, where does it go to? To the spiritual creations. Mamali means it starts from the top. First, it gives energy to the spiritual creations. Afterwards, it goes down into the level underneath the spiritual creations, which is close to the spiritual creations, not your physical. Afterwards, it goes down lower. And like uh, the Rebbe brings, and he says, uh, in reference to King Solomon, so he says, in reference to the Torah, he says, Vayidaber, King Solomon said, Shloishas Allah He gave 3,000 parables, 
No, well, what does that mean? Because it was such deep insight, in order to explain it, that if something, someone uh, simple can get it, you have to give 3,000 3, parables to bring it down to this level. So Dreva says that this is the reason that when it comes to the aliyot, the elevations in the Garden of Eden, which basically the Garden of Eden is also from Oyuhamale, the light that's finite. So therefore, you have to go from one level to the next, and you have to be go before you go to the next level, you have to forget about the previous level. Another like this, very simple. Just like when the light comes down on high down to this world, so it goes down from one level to the next. And the same thing also when it goes the other way. When you start going up in Ganeidin, so you have to go from one to the next, and from every level you go up, you got to take off the garments from the previous level. Now, so the Rebbe says, based on this, he explains what is brought down in many places in Chassidus, that even the Avot, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moshe Rabbeinu, that are sitting in Ganeidin, more than 3,000 years. Think about this. The patriarchs, the matriarchs, Moshe Rabbeinu, are sitting in the Garden of Eden more than 3,000 years, and they're going from level to the next. Think about how many mikvahs they went into, how many almonds they went into, and they're higher, they're soaring higher and higher. Guess what? They're going to come back down to come into a body. In Tchiyas HaMesim. Why? Why? 3,000 years, they're going up from level to level. Why are they coming back to a body in Tchiyas HaMesim? And the answer is very simple. Because the revelation that's going to take place when, when we have the resurrection of the dead, Tchiyas HaMesim, is much higher than the highest revelations that they received in the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden even in Ganadin Alley, in the highest level of, of, of Ganadin. And he ever takes a step further and he says, what do we say? that they sa They're sitting in Ganadin more than 3,000 years. Why 3,000? It's more than 1,000, it's more than 2,000, it's more than maybe even, the, it's 4,000. Why 3,000? So he explains very simple. There's a Kabbalistic reason to it. Because 3,000 years is similar to like when King Solomon, he gave parables. It doesn't say he gave 1,000. 1,000 is a huge amount of parables. 2,000. No, he gave 3,000 parables. Why? Why 3,000? What's the 3,000 about? And Rebbe explains very simple. Because we know when Hashem created the world, so there's four worlds. Atzilut, closest to Hashem. Bria, creation. Yitzir, formation. And then finally this world, Asiya. So the 3,000 is reference to what? The three worlds, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Okay, that's three. But in every world, there's a thousand levels. So since in every world, there's a thousand levels, another place Kabbalah explains the whole, um, uh, it's, it's actually beautiful, but it's not for this class. It, they explain how you get to exactly a thousand. But anyway, um, so in every world, there's a thousand levels. And you're dealing with three worlds, Bri, Yitzir, Asiya. So therefore you have to go from, in, the, in the world of Asiya, a thousand levels. The world of Yitzir, a thousand levels. The world of Bri, a thousand levels. And that's how you get to 3,000. And that's why he says specifically they're sitting there for 3,000 years because in, oh, in the period of 3,000 years they have to take off the garments uh, or like for example the parables of all three 
uh, three worlds of Asira, and all and all and each one a thousand levels. And when they're sitting there for three thousand years, that means they went through the world of Asiya. They start from the bottom. Asiya, um, three thousand. 1,000 Asiya, 1,000 Yitzira, and 1,000 Maria, that's 3,000. So they even reached the level of Atsilus. Moshe Rabbeinu, the, they reached even the level of Atsilus. But guess what? They're going to be coming down, their souls in the body. Why? Because the revelation of the world of Tchiyas HaMais and the resurrection of the dead is much higher even than Ganeidin. Even Ganeidin, when you took off every single garment, another garment, and thousand, three thousand garments, and you're ready in the world of Atsilas, guess what? Triasamesim is off the charts. Now, so that's all. Let's back back, let's go back to our point. In Ganeidin, you go from level to level, as we said, three thousand levels. And it's different, it's very, very hard. However, when it comes to Yemoisa Mashiach, you're not going to have to go from level to the next level and forget the previous level and go to the Nahar dinner, that powerful mikvah, and go through the Ahmed. You don't have to do any of this stuff. Why? Why not? Because in Yemois HaMashiach, what's going to be shining in Yemois HaMashiach is we're going to have the revelation of the infinite light, bleakvul, without any limit. And the infinite light is going to be revealed not only in high, down in the physical world. So because the infinite light's going to be all over the place, guess what? You're not going to have to go from level and forget. Once you're dealing with infinite, infinite, this is this level, that's next level. Oh my gosh, I'm going to next level, I forget the first level. But when you're dealing with the infinite, there's no levels. No levels. So you might see Mashiach, it's not going to be exhausting. Infinite light's going to be revealed. Now, so now we see the clear difference between what? The difference between Yemois HaMashiach and Ganeidin. Ganeidin is Oyer HaMali, and therefore there's different levels. But Yemois HaMashiach, on the other hand, is the infinite light. Now, Shabbos says like this. It's great. Yemois HaMashiach, you have the revelation of the infinite light. You're going to be able to scoot right through it. Zip right through it. You, you go from next one level to the next, and you're not going to have to go through a whole avoider, a whole process to, to forget the previous one. You're just going to keep on going. So the Rebbe says, guess what? That's amazing. Yemoisa Mashiach is awesome. Compared to Gan Eden, Yemoisa Mashiach is awesome. If you compare right now Yemoisa Mashiach to Gan Eden. However, the Rebbe says, the revelation that's going to be in Yemoisa Mashiach, in the days of Mashiach, is only the revelation of the Oyer HaSoyvev. And because it's the Oyer HaSoyvev, there, there is different levels. There's levels, but it's but you go you skip right through it. But there is levels. However, when you go to the to Oylem Haba, which as we said is Tchiyas HaMesim, when, the, when we're going to have the resurrection of the dead, then what we say that's going to be everybody equal. Call Yisrael Yeshlam Chelak Lamahab. Everyone's equal. Why? Because in Tchias Hamesim, you know what kind of revelation we're going to have? We're not going to have a relation, Mamali for sure not. Oyrin's Saviv also not. We're going to have the revelation of key. Atzmus Oyrin Saviv Shalamaylam Ehis The essence 
of the infinite light, which is has no connection with levels and divisions and this, that, him, her, off the charts, the essence of the infinite light, not connected to any levels and 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 and, uh, and divisions. And in that, so we're now we're now so the difference between again. Ingan Eden, Eirhamali, different levels, you have to forget the other ones. Yemoisa Mashiach, so already there's going to be different levels, but because it's uh, a Seyver, you have to go through it uh, very, very easy. In Tchias HaMesim, what are you going to have? The essence of the infinite light. No levels, off the charts. But nevertheless, the Rebbe says, even in Tchias HaMesim, there's, there's two components to it. What does that mean? In Tchiyas HaMesim, you're going to have the revelation of the infinite light. But what caused that revelation? What caused that revelation was doing mitzvahs in this world. The mitzvahs that we do in this world is going to cause the infinite light that's going to be revealed to us when Mashiach comes. Once we do a mitzvah in this world, we come to Tchiyas HaMesim. And we get we get this powerful revelation that, that was inspired and motivated and fueled by the mitzvahs we do in this world. Then we, in Tchias Mesim, in the world of Tchias Mesim, we will be elevated to a higher level. What is the higher level going to be elevated? You know, what's going to be revealed is the quality of the Jewish people, just who we are, just because, just because. What does that mean practically? Like it says in the verse. This is the work of my hand. I created them and I'm proud of them. But in order to get to that, the process. In this world, when we do mitzvahs, we're going to merit that in Tchias HaMesim, we're going to have this infinite light screen revealed. And what caused the infinite light to be revealed? The mitzvahs that we do, but that's going to bring us to the next level. What's going? The revelation is going to be Hashem, just because, just because. And this quality <coughs> is much higher and much greater than that you acquire by learning Torah or by doing mitzvahs. Just because, free ticket. Why is that? Because the truth is that the source of our neshamot, the source of our souls, is weir, is an atzmusa yizbarech, in the essence of Hashem, which is higher than the source of Torah and mitzvahs. Why? Because Torah, we said the source is chachma. Mitzvahs, the source is ratzayin. Our neshamos, the source is the essence of Hashem. Not only our neshamos, the source of our neshamis is in the Yasem Hashem, but even our physical body was chosen by the essence of Hashem. And therefore, because our physical body is going to be, was chosen by the essence of Hashem, that's where we will experience the greatest revelation. So, here you see, like the Rebbe started off, Lahavan Inyan Tchiyas What is the idea of Tchiyas Obviously, it's the most powerful and highest level that we can achieve, or we're going to, we're going to experience. And that's going to be the experience of what? We're going to, Hashem is going to reveal to us the infinite light which is sourced in the essence of Hashem, which is initially going to be motivated by the mitzvahs that we do in this world. And then we're going to have the greatest revelation where Hashem is just going to love us just because.
As you can tell, this is a beautiful Hasidic discourse, a powerful Hasidic discourse. And I think, uh, again, you can take out so many things from it, besides the depth of the Kabbalistic ideas, but it's really inspiring and it's a motivation to, even though we love learning and we love doing mitzvahs, it gives us extra excitement to learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, because when you come to Gan Eden, you're going to want to have tremendous reward. You want to have the real reward. Guess what? Learning Torah now, besides the fact that it's great now, it will give you tremendous reward in the Garden of Eden. Doing mitzvahs today will give us tremendous light and reward in Yemoisa Mashiach, the days of Mashiach, Messianic times, as well as in Tchiyas Meisim. But after all said and done, we have to remember Hashem loves us. He loves us who we are. And that we're going to experience and we feel on the most deepest levels when in Tchiyas Meisim. But guess what? We can stop feeling and experiencing now because it's the truth. So let's hope and pray that a mitzvah before the next class, we all united together with besides the fact of Gan Eden, Yemoisa Mashiach, Tchiyas HaMesim, and we'll be uh, able to all experience the greatest and powerful revelation of all. Have a great and blessed week.